Well, there you go. In case you don't realize, there's an awful lot of stuff going on. And I hear you talking about your children sometimes and how their tests, they'll test you and try you and all those kind of things. But I saw the halos on their heads there at the end. Didn't y'all see the halos on their heads? Wasn't that cute? Yeah, they're all little angels. I want to thank all the, uh, our, all the chaperones that went with the children and all the children went to kids camp. That's what happened then. We've still got two Two things to go. We've got the uh, students are taking a mission trip to Canada, and the high schoolers still have their camp to go. So there's an awful lot going on. We've got vacation Bible school coming up next week. Want to ask you if you would to please on Wednesday night, if you can make it here at six o'clock, be here so we can go on the bus and visit some neighborhoods and drum up a little business with some kids to come to vacation Bible school. We'll want to do that. Bo mentioned All In Sunday on August the 5th. Put it on your calendar. you got nothing better to do that day than to come to church on August the 5th. All In. Everybody's coming. What else have we got here? Uh, oh, Happy Father's Day. Yeah, just about missed that. That's the coolest video. I picked that one out myself because I just thought it was really cool. And if you didn't think it was cool, keep it to yourself because I think it was really, really cool. Dad's. You're superheroes. It is a difficult time to be a dad in the world right now. We're the ones that everybody feels like they can pick on and, and, and not have any problems with it. And, and we're this and we're not that and we're not the other. But you know what? In somebody's eyes, you're a superhero. And that's about all that matters. I think it's cool. So there you go. One last thing before we pray. Uh, uh, um, Wesley Griswell. Uh, ask us if we would this morning uh, to pray for Brandon Moore and for uh, Stephen and Christy Holloway. Um, there was an accident at a, uh, an event in Milledgeville yesterday, and Brandon Moore lost both of his boys uh, in, an, in an accident, and Stephen and Christy Holloway's son is at the medical center in pretty serious condition right now uh, in surgery. So I want to remember that family as they grieve on Father's Day. And uh, so let's go to God in prayer. Father, I pray that we see nothing but you today, even in the midst of the distress of these two families, that somehow in the middle of all this they can see you and know that you are their strength, you are their rock, you're the one that will see them through this, that they cannot bare knuckle this, hang on to it so tight, and, and succeed on their own, that they have a Savior who sent a helper who will help them get through this. And Father, I thank you for all the things that are going on. I thank you for the kids that went to camp last week and the excitement that they felt. I pray, Lord, that a seed would be planted in their hearts, that if they're too young to understand that they're already starting to hear Jesus, something's building. And for those, Lord, who know what it is to be a sinner, that you would call them to salvation and that we'd continue, uh, continue to speak Jesus into them. All these things that are coming up, Lord, we pray. We do them because we want people to see you and to know you. And Lord, this morning we want to worship you because you have been good to us in ways that we don't even understand. You answer our prayers. You love us. You keep us safe. You've given us our families. And we thank you, Lord, because you bless us over and over again. Be be praised in this hour, Lord. Know that we say thank you and that we love you. And we look forward to spending eternity with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Thank you very much. Thank you, choir. I just noticed a minute ago, y'all, Brad Litke is sitting up here on the front. Brad has been fighting a battle with cancer. He's had surgery, chemotherapy, and he's sitting on the front row of the First Baptist Baptist Church. I think that's a pretty cool thing. Y'all need to say amen, clap, do something. Glad you're here. You know, I think we missed something. Uh, I, I'm... I'm Lots of things, lots of things, lots of things. Got all kinds of things. Did y'all listen to the words that last song that we sang? Y'all listen to the words of that thing? I mean, it is a testimony. It is a testimony. There in the ground, I'm going to read the whole thing because I don't know how I'm going to cut what I'm going to cut, so we're just going to do what we can. Uh, there, in his, there in the ground his body lay, light of the world by darkness slain. Then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, sin's curse has lost its grip on me. Lost its grip on me. For I am his and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, I'll stand. Do you hear what you just sang? Some of you are going through torment. Some of you are having hard times. You're facing cancer. You're facing hard times at work, hard times at home, relationship issues. And we stood up a minute ago and we said, till he returns or calls me home, here in the power of Christ I stand, nothing can phase me. Yes, I'll hurt and I'll have troubles and all those kinds of things, but I will prevail because the blood of Christ covers me. I cannot be defeated. I cannot be taken down. Nothing you say or do or anyone can say or do can take me out of his hand. People may leave me, my family may fall apart, and everybody desert me. But I always will be held firm in the hand of Christ. I'll never be alone. We're going to talk about some of that this morning. I'm telling you, it makes all of the difference in the world to be able to lean back and know that you know that you know that the Lord is with you all of the time not just when you're praying not just when you're at church but all of the time go ahead and look up the scripture John 15 no I'm not doing Father's Day because y'all know I don't do Father's Day and Mother Day well at all you end up saying the same thing every year and it's just that I want you to know about Jesus I want you to know about the Holy Spirit if you know about the Holy Spirit, if you know about Jesus, if you know how Jesus, what Jesus has done for you, you'll be a better father. You'll be a better mother. You'll be a better person. 
because God will make you new. So we're talking about the gospel this morning. John 15, 26 is where we're going to start. We'll go through 15, uh, 16, 15, and we're going to rock and roll. When the counselor comes, the one I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. You also will testify because you have been with me from the beginning. I told you these things to keep you from stumbling. They will ban you from the synagogues. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering service to God. They will do these things because they haven't known the Father or me. But I've told you these things so that when their time comes, you'll remember I told them to you. I didn't tell you these things from the beginning because I was with you. But now I'm going away to him who sent me, and not one of you ask, where are you going? Yet because I have spoken these things to you, sorrows filled your heart. Nevertheless, I'm telling you the truth. It is for your benefit that I go away, because if I don't go away, the counselor will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world about sin, righteousness, and judgment. About sin because they don't believe in me. About righteousness because I'm going to the Father and you'll no longer see me. And about judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will declare to you what is to come. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. This is why I told you that he takes from what is mine and will declare it to you. I don't know if any of you watched. I didn't because I sat down the other day and and thought about the programs that I watch on television. And if it's not on HGTV, if it's not on the Food Network, if it's not on Fox News, And if it's not a Braves game, I don't see it. I quit watching just about everything. They told me that the the, uh, Miss America pageant's not going to have the bathing suit competition in it. And I asked, they're still doing the Miss America pageant? I mean, you know. So I didn't see the Tony Awards last week. Maybe some of y'all did. I saw the clips of Robert De Niro when he stood up in front of a bunch of Hollywood actors. And he expressed his political opinion in a very vulgar manner. And the people that were sitting there in that audience gave him a standing ovation for saying the words that he said in the manner that he said them. And he thinks he's making a political statement. And people I watched on television think he's making a political statement. He is not making a political statement. We are not in a political battle. We are not in a political battle. In verse 26, Jesus says, When the counselor comes, the one that I will send to you from the Father, the counselor, your scripture is going to say different words in different places. Some say Holy Spirit. If you're reading the King James, you'll see the word Holy Ghost. If you're reading the message by Eugene Peterson, you'll see the word friend with a capital F. As Baptists, we're afraid of the Holy Spirit. 
We are terrified of the Holy Spirit because we have seen people that have run up and down aisles, they have barked like dogs, they have laughed uncontrollably, they speak gibberish in church, it sounds like it's a crazy place, and we're afraid of two things. We're afraid that if the Holy Spirit gets too close, then we will bark like a dog, or we're afraid that we'll find out that you really are supposed to speak in tongues and we don't, and now we've got problems, so we just avoid the Holy Spirit altogether. We don't understand what the man is here to do and how he is here with us. The Holy Spirit is the counselor. The original word, some of y'all have heard this before, the original word for his name is parakletos. Para meaning alongside or beside. Kletos is a form of the verb kaleo, which means to call. Called alongside. The parakletos is the one who is called. Listen, y'all listen, listen. He is called alongside you all right he's called alongside now who called him alongside Jesus just told us that he's the one that did it there's intentionality here there's purpose here he did not want to leave us alone and so he called someone alongside of us from the father so that we y'all listen to me so we would never be alone, that we would have God with us 24-7, 365, until the day we die, and then we're going to be with him forever. Now, you have heard people say, I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. This is what it's talking about. After you've been saved, you've, you've been born, don't get into that, we'll get into that later, but after you've been saved, the Holy Spirit is with you. You have a personal one-on-one -on -one relationship. This Holy Spirit walks with you all the time. This is not a church thing. It is not something that happens to you when you come into this room. The Holy Spirit fills this place. The Holy Spirit is walking with you every day, side by side, everywhere you are. This is not theoretical. This is not academic. This is not an existential proposition. Jesus called upon his Father, and his Father sent the third person of the Holy Trinity to be beside you all of the time, not for a season, but for life. It's a big deal. Jesus says it's a big deal. In verse 7, he says, it's for your benefit that I go away, because if I don't go away, the counselor won't come to you. Do you all know that Jesus had a limitation, right? Jesus had a limitation on this earth. He came as a man. He could be in one place at one time. He took this limitation upon himself to do the business that he had to do. He could only be in one place at one time. So that means that he could deal with one of us one-on-one. -on -one. He could deal with a group of us. He could deal with a larger group of us. But he couldn't be in Africa and America at the same time. He couldn't do that because he chose to become man and come to earth. But now he sent the Holy Spirit with us so that the Holy Spirit can be with everybody. He's not limited by space and time. We have God with us, our counselor, individually, each and every day, standing right beside us. Now, who is the counselor and what does he do? Does he make you speak in tongues? I'm not going to do that. That would get me in trouble. Somebody taught me how to pretend that you were speaking in tongues if you're in a group with tongues, and I'm not because I would, it would get me in trouble. But she was a good teacher. Anyway, 
what is he here to do? Is he here to make you speak in tongues? Is he here to make you get all joyous and happy in a worship service and raise your hand and shout? Is that his purpose? What does the scripture say his purpose is? Jesus describes him here with one attribute. Now, there'll be others later, but with one attribute. And he says that he is the spirit of truth. Now, truth is that thing which is true in every circumstance, at any time, at any place. Truth never changes. It never wavers. It is not affected by time, place, personality, power, prestige. Truth is that which you can depend on all the time. Truth is truth regardless. And the Holy Spirit, the counselor, is the spirit of truth. He is not an angel. He is not the force. He is a counselor of God living with us, residing with us perfectly every day. And what is the truth that he tells us all the time? Now, this is going to underwhelm you until we think about it a little bit. The truth is, he will testify about me. What he's saying is, is that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit testifies, teaches, speaks to us about Jesus all the time. Have to remember what he said earlier. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Everything, everything, listen, listen, because this, you've got to apply this for yourselves. I've got some illustrations in my head that I can't use. You've got to think about them. Everywhere you are, the Holy Spirit of God is with you. And everywhere you are, the Holy Spirit of God is is whispering Jesus into your ear. So if you're in front of a jury, he's whispering in your ear. If you're taking chemotherapy, he's whispering in your ear. If you're in divorce court, he's whispering in your ear. If you're about to beat your child's brains out because they just won't behave, he's whispering, here is Jesus all the time all the time because that's our guiding principle everything everything we do revolves around Jesus everything we do everything we say every place we go everything speaks to our relationship with Jesus whether you are a Christ follower or not, when Robert De Niro stood on that platform and said the words that he was saying, he was speaking of his relationship with Jesus. Do you understand me? Do you understand? This is yes. You all understand what I'm talking about? When he stood in front of that group of people and said the thing that he said, he was talking of his relationship with Jesus. Everything we do. Jesus says the counselor comes alongside and he speaks Jesus. This is Jesus. Here is Jesus. Here is Jesus. This is Jesus. Everywhere we look, every thought, this is Jesus. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. Because Jesus is the truth. He's the vine. We're the branches. We have to be reminded constantly of what we're supposed to look like. Have you not said of your children, if you have kids... And if you are a kid, has your parent not said about you, we've been through this 30 times. 
you've done it right 29 times. And today, you do it wrong. What happened to you? Well, Mama, I forgot. And I know you children have said that because I said it. Sometimes it wasn't true, but it sounded like it was good at the time. You know, Mom, I forgot. But we do forget. We think life, the circumstances of life sort of overwhelm us, and we forget to whom we have been called. And so the Holy Spirit is there beside us to remind us that this is Jesus. This is Jesus. Remember what you're supposed to look like. Now, going back to the illustration of, of the guy at the Tony Awards, let's go back to verse uh, 16, verse 1. says, I have told you these things to keep you from stumbling. I'm going to help you win a trivia game here. Y'all listen close. You don't need to know this, but I enjoy it so you get to hear it. The word, the word uh, stumbling here comes from the Greek word scandalizo. You can hear the word in it. Scandal, scandalizo. Scandalize. So when they ask in the trivia game, you got it, okay? You know where it comes from. Scandalize. Scandalize means to be shocked or horrified by a real or imagined violation of propriety or morality. Do you know that's what scandalized was? We see things on television, scandal. Why is it a scandal? Because it shocks or horrifies. Shocks or horrifies a re by a real or imagined violation of propriety or morality. So just to net this out, Jesus is telling us that I'm telling you in this scripture these things that are going to happen. I'm telling you these so that when it happens, you won't be scandalized. So what he's saying to us is when Robert De Niro stands up in a, in a platform, on a nationwide platform, and says something like that, or anybody else stands up anywhere else on whatever side of the political spectrum you want to be on, <coughs> it says one of the things says one of the things that they say, we're not to be scandalized. Jesus said, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Expect this. Expect churches to reject the gospel and to reject you when you go to these churches. He says, expect that there will come a time when people will see killing you as service to God. And I feel guilty about this because over, not that I want it here, but overseas there are people today that will be killed because they will not renounce the name of Jesus. And they won't die alone because the Holy Spirit of God will be whispering in their ear the whole time, this is soon to be over, you are mine, you are mine, you are mine. Here is Jesus, here is Jesus. And Jesus is telling us that those days will come. Well, they, we don't have to wait on them to come. They're here. There are places in the world that this occurs. They are here. And Jesus is saying, don't be scandalized by this. See, what he, was, what he knew is that if he didn't tell us that ahead of time, when all of this stuff happened and he was crucified and buried in a tomb, his disciples would look and go, is he who he said he was? Who was this man? Maybe we were wrong. Maybe we made a mistake. Maybe we need to go away. So he's telling them up front, guys, 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 
I will be with you. The Holy Spirit will be with you. This is going to happen. Don't freak out. Guys, don't freak out. Don't freak out. The things that are happening around us, don't freak out. There are churches that do abominable things now and call themselves Christians. Don't freak out over that. Jesus said it's going to happen. Move on. Move on. Verse 8, when he comes, the Holy Spirit, the counselor, he will convict the world about, right, about sin, about righteousness and judgment, about sin because they do not believe in me, about righteousness because I'm going to the Father and you'll no longer see me, and about judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. Y'all, please pay attention to what we're talking about because this will help you make sense of what's going on in our world every day. It'll make sense of what's going on in your life. Have you noticed that everybody is angry? Everybody's angry. You can't go on part of, and this is probably bad. I might need to repent. Go on Twitter and read these people that get angry at each other and start spouting off stuff at each other. They've got 288 characters to change somebody else's mind, and they're just so angry going back and forth. And you read this stuff, and it's actually sort of funny, really, to listen to some of them. But everybody's so angry right now. The counselor, you know why they're angry? You know why a lot of people are angry? Because the counselor is convicting them about sin. If I come up to tell you, I'm the pastor, and I find out that you're doing something that isn't exactly right, and so I come up to you face to face, and I'll say, what you're doing is wrong, it's a sin, and you need to stop. I can guarantee you if I approach you that way, you will start talking to everybody in the church about how that preacher is such a mean guy and he's this and he's that and the other because nobody wants to be told that they're wrong. Tell your child that they are wrong. Oh, God forbid, let the child tell the parent that they are wrong. I can remember, oh my goodness, I brought you into this world, I take you out. Whew. I have told you these things so that you wouldn't be scandalized. I told you these things because when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to convict the world about sin. And whether we say it or not, whether we're preaching the gospel or not, the Holy Spirit is still going around the world saying, here is Jesus, here is Jesus, here is Jesus. Jesus is unavoidable. I have said this, and this week this made sense to me for the first time. Have you ever noticed why certain atheists, not a lot of them, but certain atheists are always, when you talk about God, they get all angry, or if they find out you're Christian, they'll start telling you about the reasons that God is not real, and, God, and they get all angry about God. Do you know why they do that? According to the Scripture, the reason they do that is because the Holy Spirit is whispering into their ear, here is Jesus, he's whispering into their spirit, here is Jesus, and they don't want to hear it. They don't want that. The truth 
is inescapable. If you and I stop abiding in Christ, if we never mention Jesus' name again, it'll not stop the counselor from doing his work. He is going to say, here is Jesus. He is going to convict people of their sin because there is a rule giver and there are rules that are to be followed and no man follows them. And Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit, reminds us constantly, here is Jesus and you don't measure up convicts us of sin second thing that the counselor does is he convicts the world about righteousness because I'm going to the father and you will no longer see me now this is a little bit cryptic but you have to read into what he read what he's saying to see how it fits he says if if I no longer see Jesus well then why don't I see Jesus I don't see Jesus because he went to the father well how did he get to the father no one can go to the father unless they're righteous and without sin that's where Jesus went. So Jesus is the righteous one. And he is the only way for us to be righteous. The song we sang earlier, covered in that blood, the only way for us to be righteous is through Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is reminding us, and I want you to hear this because I don't want to be the only one that experiences this. He reminds me sometimes that you're not all that, dude. That you have had sin in your life and you have been forgiven and you will sit at the right hand of the Father on the throne with Jesus. Scripture says that I will because of the work that Jesus did to make me righteous. I can't work my way up there. You know that. So he's convicting the world of sin. He convicts the world of righteous, righteousness and then he convicts the world about judgment. Because the ruler of this world's been judged. So let's let the scripture preach this to us. Revelation 20. The devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet are and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. There's judgment. Listen to what Jesus said is going to happen to folks that refuse to believe. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned. But anyone who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the one and only son of God. And then Revelation 20 puts the exclamation point on it. And anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. So you have no relationship with Jesus. And yet you hear Jesus' name whispered in your spirit. And you don't want to comply. So you stand on a stage and you say obscene things and you pretend that there is no God. But Jesus said the Holy Spirit is here convicting, showing the way to salvation, but also showing the way to judgment. This is what's going on. This is why Robert De Niro's 
vulgarity and, and those people applauded for it. The Holy Spirit, the counselor is working whether we are or not. They may not even be aware. They may not be able to articulate what it is that they're fighting for in their spirit. He's saying don't be scandalized by this. It's going to happen because the Holy Spirit, God's counselor sent to you by Jesus himself, is going to do this. It's going to happen. Last thing, you'll testify to. And because you testify to, these things are going to happen to us, he said. These things are going to happen. We can count on it. Revelation 3, though, says this. To him who conquers, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. Please do not reduce the Holy Spirit to a provider of baubles and trinkets. He is not here to make you healthy, wealthy, and wise. The Holy Spirit is walking with you every day to remind you who Jesus is so you can reflect Jesus in everything you do. It's the point. It's what he's out to do. We struggle so hard. We fight the battles so hard when what we need to do is lean back and listen. Holy Spirit will tell us, this is Jesus. You act like him. It'll be okay. Y'all pray with me. And we're going to pray one of those Puritan prayers this morning, or part of one, from that book that I'm reading, The Valley of Vision. Y'all pray with me. O God of my delight, Thy throne of grace is the pleasure ground of my soul. Here I obtain mercy in time of need. Here I see the smile of your reconciled face. Here joy pleads the name of Jesus. Here I sharpen the sword of the Spirit. Anoint the shield of faith. Put on the helmet of salvation. I gather manna from your word. I am strengthened for every conflict. I am nerved for the upward race. I am empowered to conquer every foe. Help me to come to Christ as the fountainhead of descending blessings, as a wide open floodgate of mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I was thinking about why, why would, you know, in this church, we have a lot of people that have it all. That's one of the things I say about this church, and it's a it's very, it doesn't take a, a, a sociologist to figure this one out. When there's a holiday, our folks are affluent enough that we go places. I'm not fussing about it. It's just a fact of life. We have the means to go somewhere, and we do. So why would a person that has the means to do this thing, why would they want to come to Jesus? And it's because that Holy Spirit is whispering into their ear that you have it all, but you don't have it all. That's why I, I look at these folks, you know, Anthony, uh, wasn't it Anthony Bourdain in his first name? And the other lady that, that committed suicide, they had it all. They had everything they could want, but something gnawed at the inside of them. Now, maybe it was mental illness. It could have been. 
or it could have been something gnawing in their heart saying you are missing something. And the Holy Spirit is saying what you're missing is Jesus. He is the one who will make you whole. He is the one who will make you complete. He is the one who will make you right. He is the one that will wash away your guilt no matter what you've ever done. He is the one who will walk with you through every battle that you ever have to go through and lead you through it so you're victorious on the other side. He is the one that will be with you when you draw your last breath. He is the one that will carry you home and sit you on a throne in heaven with him. If there's a stirring in your heart this morning, that's the Holy Spirit doing that. And if you've never made a profession of faith in Christ, if you've never turned to Jesus and said, I need you, today's the day. And I'd encourage you to do that. Don't take a whole lot of words. Just turn and say, I need you. I don't want to do what I'm doing. I want to do what you want me to do. And if you've done that, or if you want to do that, if you need to talk to somebody about that, I'll be down front. Bo will be over here. Either one of us will be willing to talk to you. If you want to join the church, come forward and do that. But I want you this morning to do something a little different too. I want you to meditate on that idea that the Holy Spirit's with you all the time, everywhere you go. So let that sink in just a little bit. Y'all stand, would you?